Welcome to Binge Breakthrough, the podcast designed to help you finally break through the barriers that keep you stuck feeling out of control around food. I'm Master Certified Coach Jane Pilger, and I want you to know that no matter how long you've been struggling or what you've tried, food freedom is possible, and I'm here to show you how. After years of therapy, eating disorders treatment, restrictive diets, and reading all the books, I was still stuck in the on-again, off-again cycle of restricting and binging until I was able to see it all from a new perspective that changed everything. Each week, I will share the strategies, tools, and mindset that allowed me to overcome my decades-long battle with binge eating. Your journey to body trust starts now. Let's dive in. Hello, trusted listener. Welcome to Binge Breakthrough. I consider you a trusted listener because I trust that you are listening to this episode of this podcast for a reason. I trust that you are going to hear something today that is going to be impactful for you on your journey with food and with your body. So today, we're going to talk about what it means to become the observer and why it is such an important part of the process of change. Now, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you may have heard me say many times that awareness is the first step of change. And if this is the first time you are tuning in, I will say it again for emphasis. We cannot change what we aren't aware of. Now, when it comes to your eating patterns, there is likely a lot that goes on both in your body and in your mind that you aren't even aware of. If you're listening to this podcast, it is very likely that you have been struggling with food in some way or another for years, if not decades. This means you have a lot of patterns of thinking, feeling, and acting that happen automatically. Now, next week, I'm going to dedicate the entire episode to understanding your brain and how it works. But for now, the key piece to understand is that our brain likes to be very efficient. So when it does the same thing repeatedly over time, it begins to happen on autopilot. You don't even have to think about it. It just happens. Your brain takes these things that we do over and over again, and it puts it into the subconscious. So think about the place that you drive to the most often. Maybe it's your place of work, maybe it's school, or even the grocery store. You don't have to think about how to get there, what roads to take, or there's no additional thought about it. I am sure you have had the experience where you arrive to your frequent destination and you realize you don't even recall the drive home. It's because that process of driving home takes place in your subconscious brain. It doesn't take active thought. It's because it's been repeated over and over again. It just goes over there on autopilot. Now, the same thing happens with our eating patterns. So think about the times that you feel most out of control around food. Is it a specific time of day? Maybe it's a place. 
like your car or the couch at home after everyone's in bed. Maybe it's when you're feeling a specific emotion like anxiety, frustration, shame, or uncertainty. When these eating moments happen, they often take place on autopilot. You've done it so many times in the same way, you aren't even aware of what's happening. You just eat, get more food, either from the pantry or the store or the drive-thru, and eat. And this repeats until either you simply can't eat anymore or you have to stop for another reason. Now, what's very common is to not have very much awareness during the process of eating. Often, we use food to check out of our experience. I've often said it was my way of slamming the door on myself or turning the lights off. I would have zero recollection of what I was thinking or feeling, and I often couldn't even recall what or how much I had eaten. I remember when I started telling my husband about what I ate, it would be hard for me to remember everything. I would tell him I knew I ate more, but my memory of it was blocked. Often, I might recall more things I had eaten as a little more time passed, and then I could start picturing myself driving to a different store or eating something else in the car as I drove to the next stop. For me, it was like, once I decided I was going to binge, I just turned off. I completely disconnected from myself and my experience. And it was this turning off is what allowed me to eat such a large volume of food. And once I started actually recalling how much I had eaten, I was often so surprised that I was even able to eat that much food. I knew that I wouldn't physically be able to eat that much if I stayed connected to myself. But I also didn't know how to do that. And this is where we bring in the power of becoming the observer. So if you have experiences where you don't know what happens, but you just find yourself in the pantry, at the bakery, or at the drive through eating, or it just feels like you are at the mercy of something outside of yourself that just compels you to eat, but you really aren't even sure of what is happening in your mind and in your body, this is totally normal. When this happens, you're on autopilot. You're pretty much at the effect of whatever is going on without even realizing it. You're disconnected from yourself, from your experience, from your body. But remember, you can't change what you aren't aware of. So becoming the observer means that you start to gain awareness of your own patterns. You get really curious. You see if you can put a little bit of space between yourself and whatever is happening in your body and your mind that compels you to eat the food. You shift 
from being at the effect of your body to witnessing what is happening. You become the observer. You narrate your experience rather than just living inside it without awareness. Okay, so here are some practical tips for how you can start to become the observer in your own life. So first is notice your patterns. When do you usually feel out of control around food? Picture yourself. Get curious. What are the common denominators? Is it the time of day? Is it the location? Is it the day of the week? Is it your emotional state? Is it your physical state? Are there any other factors? So for me, was very often Mondays, very often afternoons, kind of like anywhere from say one to four. Um, Location for me, it was usually started in the car. Well, I guess in college, it started in my dorm, then in the car, then at home. Emotional state, there was definitely for me, anxiety, overwhelm. Physical state, tired. So what do you notice for yourself? Now, also start to get curious about what is happening in your body when you notice that compulsive desire to eat a lot of food in a short period of time. Can you describe the feelings and the sensations in your body? Can you verbalize the sentences that are floating through your mind encouraging you to eat? They might sound like, I can't handle this. I'll start over tomorrow. I just need to get this out of my system. If I get rid of this food, then it will be gone and I can start fresh. Screw it. I don't care. As you start to become more aware of what is happening for you in the moments of eating, it's so important not to judge yourself. Remember. Shame and judgment are the number one reason why people binge. And for more on this, this idea of shame and judgment, how we overcome shame and judgment, I encourage you to check out episode four of this podcast, where I go deeper into the number one reason why people binge, which is shame and judgment. So think about this for yourself. What do you want to do when you're feeling judged by someone else? You want to get away from them. It feels awful. This is what we do to ourselves. We judge ourselves. And then we want to get away from that judgment, but we can't physically get away from ourselves. So we do the only thing we know how. We go unconscious. This is what I would do when I was turning the lights off on myself. It was the only way I could get away from the incessant, harsh judgment and criticism telling me that I was bad, wrong, disgusting, out of control, and hopeless. And shame, shame thrives in the darkness. Thrives in the darkness. It wants to hide. 
It grows in the darkness. When we turn the lights off on ourselves, when we don't look and we don't observe ourselves, when we pretend it's not happening, we hide. The shame increases. So as you begin to become the observer, it's so important that as you do this, you observe what's happening in your body, what's happening in your brain, what you're thinking, that you do this observation from a neutral place. So think of it like a scientist. You are gathering data. These thoughts, these sentences, these sensations in your body, they are going to come. They have been repeated so many times. You can't control them or change them yet. You have to become aware of them first before you can change them. But if you start judging them as you gain awareness, this is going to backfire. It is not going to lead to the long-term change that you want. It will lead you to wanting to get away from yourself again. So this is so important. When you observe, think of it like a scientist from a neutral place. We're gathering data. So we're bringing awareness to your experience, becoming the observer. So what can you describe about your experience? The sensations in your body, the sentences running through your head, what you're believing about yourself in these moments. Pull out a journal, type notes into your phone as you start to bring this awareness and observation into your out-of-control moments with food. Now, here's what's amazing about awareness. You can increase your awareness at any time. You can do it in the beginning. You can do it in the middle while while you're in the middle of eating. You can do it at the end. Whenever you remember or you recognize or you think, oh, right, become the observer. What am I noticing? Let's aware. What can I be aware of? Whenever you remember it, it's a great time to bring it in. So the what can happen often is we don't even think about the awareness until it's like after the fact. You are done eating. You may be done. You may be, you didn't even think about it. You just went on autopilot. Then remember, any point is a great time to bring in awareness. So at the beginning, you might not even bring it, be bringing awareness in until after the fact. This is what I would do. And then I would be talking about like, okay, what did happen? What was I thinking? Huh, I would have to go back. Sometimes it was hard for me to remember because I had turned the lights off. I was trying to remember, to recall, to bring some awareness. But you can also bring awareness into any moment that you're in right now. Awareness can happen at any time. Now, this is a skill. It's something you likely haven't practiced yet, so it will take some time to develop. So anytime you remember to bring more awareness into your situation to become the observer of your experience is great. It is never too late 
to become the observer. Don't let your all or nothing thinking tell you that it doesn't matter. Any amount of awareness is powerful. You can turn the lights on at any point. Here's what's so important about becoming the observer. It puts some space between you and your experience. So rather than being swept away in it, feeling completely at the effect of it and unable to do anything about it, you're able to take a step back and witness what is happening. And as you create this additional space to become the observer, you will have more access to your conscious brain that will allow you to make a different decision. You're bringing an experience that has been in the subconscious into your conscious awareness. Remember, you can't change what you aren't aware of. So now you might be asking, okay, but then what? Once I become aware and I start observing my thoughts and sensations like a scientist, what do I do? I don't like these thoughts. I don't like these sensations. What do I do with them? Now, I will address this in a future episode. But for now, I want to assure you that a tremendous amount of change is possible simply by bringing attention and awareness to any of the times that you show up with food in ways that you don't want to. If your brain is telling you, that it's not enough, that you need more. I am here with a gentle reassurance that this step is so powerfully important. We don't want to rush to the next step. Just get aware. Become the observer. Collect the data like a scientist. What's happening in my body? What sentences are floating through my mind? What am I believing? How am I eating? Do I even like what I'm eating? Turn the lights on. Don't eat in the dark. Don't eat behind your own back. And don't judge yourself for any of it. Get curious. Remember, shame and judgment will keep you wanting to turn the lights off. We can't change it if we can't see it. So turn the lights on. Observe it. Get curious. Collect your data. You just might find things start changing as you truly become the observer of your behavior and your patterns. Now remember, this is a skill. It's something to be practiced repeatedly and consistently over time. See what you can discover about yourself and about your eating that you never knew before. When I started observing myself, I realized I was thinking things like, I can't handle this, which would lead me to go eat in the first place. Then while I was eating, I would think, I can't stop. And I don't want to stop. And I would think, I already started. I might as well keep going. Or I have to finish this so I can get rid of it or replace it before my husband finds out. And then afterwards, I would think, I can't believe I did it again. And I will never 
figure this out. I also started to get intimately familiar with the feeling in my body during an urge, that buzzy feeling in my extremities, the tightness in my stomach, and the feeling like I was going to come out of my skin. I was able to describe it and notice it when it came on. I was able to name it and recognize it before getting swept up into it without even realizing what happened. Becoming the observer is like getting the behind the scenes access to your experience. You are now watching the movie. You're watching it unfold. You can see the notes in the script that describe how the character is feeling. You understand what's happening inside their mind and body as well. This additional insight and awareness is the key component to change when combined with compassion and understanding. Remember, shame and judgment will keep you stuck. It will lead you to want to turn the lights off. We want to turn the lights on. You can't observe in the dark. Bring awareness to your eating experiences. Become the observer. See what you discover. Do it with curiosity and compassion. And change will be inevitable. I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Binge Breakthrough. If you want to understand why you feel out of control with food sometimes, I've created just the thing for you. Discover the number one reason why and get three things you can do today. Visit bingebreakthrough.com forward slash quiz and you'll have your answer and your next steps within minutes. That's bingebreakthrough.com forward slash quiz.